0: well good morning church family here it is uh wednesday uh june the 3rd of 2020 uh, and something that will be changing uh this week and from now on is we're going to a uh, once a week midweek devotional uh each week uh pastor caden and myself will be switching off uh, as we take a look at some other scriptures and uh, actually we'll be beginning uh, taking a look at psalm 119 uh, here in the weeks to come Uh, but today our text is from hebrews chapter 12 Uh, verses one to three but before I do read that uh, let's go ahead and open up in a word of prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this uh, beautiful day and as uh, we see us uh, approaching the um, the middle of this week and and what it entails in relation to the remainder of this week uh, we ask that you would just guide us and direct us and may these words out of Hebrews chapter 12 verses one to three be an encouragement to each and every one of our church family. Uh, so that we may see the importance of uh, enduring through everything uh, that we find ourselves facing. And I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, Well, I told you today's text is out of Hebrews chapter 12, uh, verses 1 to 3, and I'd like to begin by reading those three verses. It says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself, so that you may not grow weary or hearted This is a beautiful passage here, and there's some things I want to share with you uh, in relation to these verses. And the first is, is that there is actually in verses 1 and 2 of chapter 12 a, a literary device that we call a, a chiism. Uh, and I thought that the easiest way to be able to uh, explain this to you uh, and to show it to you was actually to, to give you a, a, an actual picture of it um, so that you can uh, see how this works uh, and see the importance of this literary device in uh, bringing our attention to what we really need to uh, in these first two verses. Uh, but just by way of definition, a chiasm uh, is a uh, a sequence of ideas that are presented uh, and then repeated uh, in reverse order in the verses uh, or phrases that follow. It's uh, what we call a, basically a mirror effect, uh, and the ideas are reflected back uh, in a passage. And we have that right here in verses one and two of Hebrews chapter twelve. And so. Um, I'm going to actually uh, let you take a look at this and see how this actually looks uh, from uh, the text point. Uh, You'll notice here, this is verses 1 and 2, and these first uh, four phrases here that begin with since, let, let, and the uh, are the the first uh, ideas being presented. Uh, And then in verse 2, which begins here with looking, uh, and goes with the phrases who um, in, uh, endured, uh, despi- or despising, and is uh, are the repeats of these reflected back to the ones in verse 1. So let's take a look at this. So we've got first, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. Uh, you'll see this phrase here in verse 1. And then if you go to verse 2, you'll see the reflection or the mirror image of this uh, speaking in relation to Jesus who is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Um, so uh, the next phrase is, uh, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin which clings so closely. And we'll see a mirror image in relation to Christ where he says, uh, it says about him that he despised the shame uh, so we talk about our sin here in verse 1, and we see the fact that Jesus Christ bore our sin on the cross, as we know. Uh, and then the third one is, uh, let us run with endurance. Uh, and that phrase is mirrored here in verse 2, as Jesus endured the cross. And you'll notice the rep- repetitive nature of the word uh, endurance or endured. And then the fourth one, Uh, is the race that is set before us. Uh, And this is mirrored here in verse 2 where it says, uh, who for the joy that was set before him. Uh, So we have us as we run a race that uh, is set before us, and we have Jesus Christ who uh, for the joy set before him went to the cross, uh, both facing... uh, different um, difficult situations, us living the Christian life, Jesus being obedient to the point of death on a cross. And then the neat thing about this literary device is that you'll notice that it all culminates in the phrase looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. That's what's at the center of this chiasm um, as it has mirrored uh, the same um, but uh, different Uh, Phrases uh, from verse 1 to verse 2 and at the center of all this uh, This literary device is what we should focus upon what we need to be paying attention to and that's looking to Jesus The founder and perfecter of our faith So with that as a a picture of what this chiasm looks like uh, and we see uh, this this mirror image you'll notice that the the central element of the chiasm is Jesus Uh, and as we find ourselves facing um, this life that we're living this Christian life uh, you'll notice that in verse 1 it says therefore uh, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses Uh, okay and so the the first thing that is is our attention is drawn to is that word therefore Uh, why is that therefore therefore Uh, There's a reason for it. Well, it's pointing us back to chapter 11 uh, as it speaks to this cloud of witnesses. Uh, And we know this is the the chapter of the heroes of the faith. Uh, And just consider for a minute, as we're thinking about enduring through everything that we find ourselves facing, this long list of those who, uh, by their their lives, bore witness to their faith in God. Uh, You have Abel, who was uh, the one who offered his sacrifice to the Lord that was acceptable. You have Enoch, who walked with God and God uh, and took him off the face of the earth to bring him home. You've got Noah, who by faith built the ark. Uh, you've got Abram, uh, who left his country uh, and followed the Lord and, and went where the Lord led him. Uh, then you've got uh, Sarah, uh, his wife, who came to believe uh, the impossible as she was given... Uh, the, the privilege of, of having uh, Isaac uh, as that promised child. Uh, and you, So you've got Isaac and Jacob. Uh, you've got Joseph, who we know uh, went through a, a series of, of difficult situations as he found himself facing being sold into slavery by his brothers, uh, being imprisoned, uh, but yet being brought into uh, the second most powerful uh, position under uh, uh, the Pharaoh so that he could actually uh, minister to the children of Israel as God provided and what they meant for evil God uh, meant for good. Uh, you've got some Moses who's mentioned in there, uh, the one who forsook uh, his uh, position and, and being in the, the house of Pharaoh uh, to be the one who would lead the Israelites uh, through the wilderness into the promised land. Uh, you've got Joshua who was obedient and did something uh, strategically, that man would scratch his head and say that would never work uh, as the walls of Jericho came down. Uh, you, go, you have Rahab who cast her lot in with the Israelites and helped uh, uh, the spies. You've got uh, Gideon who's mentioned as a, a mighty uh, warrior. Uh, Barak who subdued kingdoms. Samson who went from weakness to strength, uh, including Jephthah, David, Daniel, Jeremiah, uh, Elijah, Elisha. Zechariah, Isaiah, all the prophets that are not necessarily mentioned by name, but are referred to, uh, as it says, and the prophets. So you have this long list of those who, by their lives, showed their faith and trust in God in, in very difficult situations, and very difficult circumstances. Uh, and so this is what is laid before us here in chapter 12, verse 1, as of that cloud of witnesses that surrounds us, those that have come before as examples of faith. And as you know, that chiasm takes us to the other side of that and points us to Jesus, who is seated at the right hand of the throne of God uh, in that position of honor, the one who is highly exalted because he was obedient to the point of death on a cross, uh, that he was buried, uh, but God the Father raised him from the dead. And as you think about this cloud of witnesses, they, like us, are awaiting their resurrected bodies Uh, You know, we wait for our resurrected bodies when um, Christ comes again in his second coming. Uh, But yet we have the example of, uh, in this literary structure, of Jesus who has uh, resurrected from the dead. Uh, We also have here, uh, pictured in this chiasm, uh, is this cloud of witnesses for us to lay aside every weight and the sins that we cling to so closely. Um, you know, when we think about running a race, the, the thing that we don't want to have is, is something that's going to slow us down, something that's going to keep us from being able to finish. Uh, and so the, the picture here in the beginning in verse 1 is for us to lay aside every weight, you know, or sin that we needlessly carry around that adversely affects us. So what are you carrying around today? Do you have doubt? Do you have anxiety? Um, as you look at world events, uh, do those things you know, weigh you down? Uh, do family stresses weigh you down? Uh, is there something that you're participating in sin-wise that is keeping you from running the race as you should? Uh, and you'll notice here that in the chiasm, uh, that it goes from us laying aside every weight in the sin that we hold so closely to Jesus, who despised the shame of the cross, uh, the one who... Uh, this the shame of those who uh, would make fun of him. Uh, and, you know, we're supposed to consider him who endured uh, hostility from sinners. Uh, and so we have the sinless Son of God showing us that he, uh, as our Savior, took upon himself our sin. So why should we hold on to those things uh, that would keep us from finishing the race when Jesus Christ, in obedience, finished, so that his words... It is finished. We're true and complete. And it goes on to let us run with endurance. Uh, so we find ourselves in this race. We, we don't want to give up. We don't uh, we want to slow down. We want to give all those things that are going to keep us from enduring all the way until the end. Uh, and Jesus, it says there, as we see the, the mirror image, he endured the cross. Uh, he did not uh, give up. Uh, he finished what he was uh, sent to do. Uh, and that's why he could say, it is finished. He endured to the end. Then finally, it says, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Okay, We, we find ourselves in a race, and this race is, is, is life. Uh, and we are going to find that we're going to experience and be in, in positions and situations that uh, are oftentimes going to be outside of our control, and we're not going to know how to act or what to act. And what the, the Scripture is telling us is that we have a, a, a default uh, that we should always go to. Uh, and we see this in this list of heroes of the faith. Were they perfect individuals? No, they were not. Uh, but what characterized their lives, what, was a, what bore witness was their faith in God. Uh, you know, and even in the difficult times, even in the times when things were not going right, uh, even in when it took away Things from them that uh, kept them from maybe experiencing what we would consider uh, a, a good life or an easy life um, they still have faith in God and you know again we see the mirror image of this in, in who for the joy set before him so we have a race that is set before us a race to the end of this life as we enter into our eternal life uh, with God forever Uh, And Jesus, who for the joy set before him, uh, he had the the joy of going to the cross. This may seem odd, it may seem out of sorts, because how could being crucified be a joy? Well, it was a joy because Jesus Christ trusted his heavenly Father. He trusted that in obedience that God would be faithful to him all the way until the end. And this is something as we see that uh, mirroring back into verse 1, that this race that we have set before us, that uh, we are not alone in this, and that we can trust God just as Jesus Christ trusted his heavenly father. And again, all at the very center of all this is that phrase, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. That's the key. You know, no matter what's going on around us, no matter what may come into play, we have the ability to endure through it all when we look to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, we're supposed to consider him who endured hostility against himself from sinners. Why? Well, verse three gives us the, the completion of this thought. Uh, it's not part of the official chiasm, as we've seen, literally, but it gives us the uh, the go-to uh, to consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself. Why? So that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. And this is what the the, uh, chapter of faith in in Hebrews chapter 11, that even though they found themselves facing difficult situations, they knew as they looked forward to the coming Messiah, as they looked forward to that once-for-all sacrifice, that they would be able to not grow weary or faint-hearted because they were trusting in the God who made them the God who would never let them down, the God who would never leave them, the God who is always faithful and true and right and holy and just. Uh, The same God that Jesus Christ, as God's son, uh, trusted as he went to that cross. Uh, Not to uh, remain on that cross, not to remain in the grave, but to be resurrected as the first fruits as we wait for Christ's second return. But in the meantime, we are running that race. And as we run that race, we have a decision to make. Will we allow those encumbrances, those sins, those things that are stumbling blocks, the doubt, the anxiety, the world events, the family stresses, whatever they may be, keep us from running the race with endurance as we should? Or will we look to Jesus, who is the founder and perfecter of our faith? So I trust that these uh, words of encouragement will encourage you and that you will Uh, Redirect your focus if your focus isn't on Jesus, the uh, founder and perfecter of your faith, uh, and that he will be able to show you how you can endure and and finish to the end so that as we stand before God the Father, he uh, will say, "Good, uh, Well done, now good and faithful servant. Let's close in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this text today. And Lord, as we uh, step into this uh, remainder of this day and this week, Lord, we ask that you would just give us uh, the ability to put our focus on your Son, Jesus Christ, who is our example, who you have highly exalted because he was obedient to the point of death on a cross, that you, you raised him from the dead as the first fruits of those who are resurrected. Uh, and Lord, we look forward to that day when uh, he returns Uh, And we, too, receive our resurrected bodies uh, fit for eternity. And, Lord, we just ask that you would help us in the meantime to run with endurance the race that is set before us, that we would always fix our eyes on Jesus, uh, the the, uh, founder and perfecter of our faith. We pray these things in his name. Amen. Well, God bless you, church family, and have a, a great Wednesday.